everybody was good. We are back for another episode of More Than a Title. I'm your host, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer of Outside the Box Digital. You know, we about to have a good time. We was talking behind the scenes, so we about to get oh, to the shit. So I hope y'all ready. Oh, this is going to be crazy. This is going to be crazy. Before we start, let's do the house cleaning, man. First of all, yep. you know, I'm joined by my co-host, Chatty O, your favorite CEO's favorite CEO. What's good, baby? You already know what it is, man. You know the motto, if it ain't bright, it just ain't right. Black is so boring. Pastel Chatty in the building. My guy ready I'm to ready pod. to pod. He's ready to <laughs> pod. pod. This is his, this, he went one full season. Now he's going crazy. He's Let's Joe go. Buttons, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he's Joe Buttons. So I'm loving the shit. I'm loving the energy. Let's do it. Yeah. Everybody, before we begin, man, shout out to our yep. partners, our distribution partners at a live podcast network. If you're looking to get more content, like more than a title and other black creators and other great content, please download the app, subscribe, show some love to your favorite creators. And also shout out to the fans for, you know, we're growing and glowing every week for y'all. We're still charting on Apple. We appreciate every download, every subscription, all the love, everybody copying the merch. We're here, baby. But man, I'm excited for wait, this Wait, wait, one. wait, wait, wait. We got to give them more context on that. We just want to let you guys know over the last week alone, over the last week, if you want to count two weeks, fine. Over the last week, the listeners have listened to us 40 thousand times come absolutely. on absolutely thousand absolutely, times baby. so we are, I see, listen, can we do listen, that listen absolutely <laughs> you know i know absolutely we just want to thank y'all sincerely um our numbers is, are steadily rising which means that you are enjoying the content that we yeah. are bringing to you and for that we know that we're on the right track and just know we're gonna keep hitting you with what you want baby you want peanut butter we're gonna give you peanut butter that's it, baby. That's, That's it. it. But I don't, I don't want to keep my bro Let's waiting because he, he's a LinkedIn OG. So all the yeah. people, if you're on LinkedIn constantly every mm -hmm. single day like I am, I know you've seen this brother's content. He's a massive content creator that's generated over 150 million impressions Crazy. across social media. Has 165,000 on LinkedIn, 95,000 followers on TikTok. He's not afraid to tell her how it is. He provides real and authentic career insight from the lens of a recruiter. And outside of work, he's a proud father, husband, and loves spending time with his family. Let's welcome to the more than the title seat, yeah. Joe Lodgy, baby. What's yes, going on? Sir. What's going on? Yes, good to be sir. here. It's welcome good to be aboard. Here. Hey, you said my name right, too. My last name right. No one ever gets my last name right. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Class is season, yeah. Let's go, on, man. Bro, man. So it, it, right off the back, look, you know, we talked about it, so let's, you know, bring it up. I, I, we had the compliment. We had the compliment, Joel, for having the, the realest recruit. To know your name enough to put that shit in a neon sign behind you, you got to feel confident in your brand. He said, nigga, I, I know who I am. So much, order the neon sign. <laughs> order the neon sign. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I you love got it. it. I love you it. got it. Look, I that came kind of out of the blue too, because that's yeah. on TikTok. That's yeah. what my uh, that's what my hashtag is, or whatever they call it. Yeah. And uh, that's that your handle. That's your the handle. handle. The handle, yeah. and it just blew up. And yeah. uh, I was like, all right, the realist recruiter. Worst thing though, somebody came in. They set up the realistic recruiter. Oh! I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. He started blowing up, and I'm like, the realist, the realistic, and then they got the real estate recruiter. <laughs> you know, it's uh, Joel. You better trade. You better. I hope that trademark is in. <laughs> I'm stuck with it now. I mean, look at this. I'm like, right, you know, right. First of all, I'm, I'm going to give you kudos. You yeah. have one of this. You and Trav, T Lock, yeah. shout out to T Lock. You and T Lock have the sickest setups that I I've love seen. It. I love them. So shout out to you, bro. Yeah, I love them. No, I love that. No, I love it. He's, yeah. he's original, though, because he's had his for oh, a long time. He's yeah. I, just up, I just upgraded mine like maybe six months ago. 
Uh, yeah, but, no, but, but notice the red light too, because yeah, the realist is in red, and then he has the lighting underneath it to accentuate. It. Oh man, we in the studio. He's right ready now. to pause. He's man. ready to pause. He's ready to pause, man. But <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to ask Yo. you a real quick. Yeah. Usually we go, we start with the background. How'd you get yeah. in the industry, man? Since you're a recruiter, and shout yeah. out to the other. I don't know if you know Jermaine Murray. Shout out to the job father, because yeah, you two yeah. are my job go-to. Father? Come on, man. Come on, man. You two He's are killing. legends. You yeah. two are legends, bro. So I'm curious, since you helped so many other people get jobs in their career. What would it take right now to get you in a job with a brand right, right now. now with your following? Right now, man, I, I'm done with I'm done with jobs. I, I can't I can't work in a corporate environment anymore. So I it's it. I I tried that. You know, I tried I started my own business about three years ago. Kind of gave up too quickly. Just didn't understand business right because mm-hmm. I think we we are all in the same world here where we're look, looking at social media. You think it's going to be one thing. And it's different when you get into it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I got I started my own business right in the middle of the pandemic. Didn't know what I was doing. Trying to do everything. Didn't know how to outsource. Wasn't good. And then I went back into, it wasn't a corporate setting, but it was like more of just a normal job. Yeah. And I'm just the type of person, like, I think I'm just too all over the place to be working for someone. And, you know, it's like, you got to know yourself. And it's just not. I, I'm, I don't get promoted. I don't get, you know, I can't work my way up the, the path uh, because I'm just off the path. You know, does that make sense? Like, class and session. That's how it is. But it's, it's a, it was a big realization. I mean, that's like right. a, that's a 10 to 15 year realization of like, all right, I'm just not made for this. And, it, you know, one of the big things, one of my friends, he said, you know, you're really hard to manage. You're hard to work with. I'm like, why am I hard to work with? He's like, because you have so many ideas all the time and you're constantly thinking of new stuff. You're constantly pushing things. Right. And for me, that's, you know, it's in corporate, in any of these corporate settings, you got to play that game. And there's nothing wrong with the game. Like, I love that. You know, the game is great, right? Like, learn a lot from the game. Right. But at a certain point, it's, it's you got to know yourself and go. Okay, this is this just isn't for me. The road I'm taking right now is not easier. It's different. Very. It's right. not like an easy thing, but for me, it's just it it, it it's what work, you know. So it, it right. works for me. So was yeah, it one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, bro, I was gonna say was it one particular thing that stood out because I felt everything you said, brother, and that's why I left corporate and that's why we started OTB Digital, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, we're tired of playing the game, especially when you have following the way you have, bro, the community that you've been able to build, the lives that you've impacted and changed. And they're like, I got to stay in the cubicle and do what? My KPIs are what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm but, trying to do this. But it's very important. We have to tag on what you said. Mm-hmm. The, one of the key elements of, of everything you just said was knowing yourself, right? Yeah. Everybody has pros and cons, right? Everybody is good at something and not so great at something else. It doesn't make you bad because I'm, you know, I'm great at this and not good at this. But when you know yourself, that's the first thing. But even more important than that is having the strength, having the strength to say, I am not going back to a regular job because I know myself. Because we all know most people are going to play it safe and they're going to go with the guaranteed paycheck and and they're going to ride it out, right? So like you said, the path that you're walking is going to be way more difficult. Not that it's impossible, but it's different. It's different than just punching in, doing what you're told to do, and then going home. 100%. 100%. I, I will say, though, in the environments I was in, they were pretty, you know, like, figure it out, do what you want. Like, all the places yeah. I've worked have actually been amazing right. around, like, the content. 
Right. But obviously it's a good thing. Like you, you get somebody who's getting a lot of impressions, getting a lot of awareness. I'm going to impact the business just by posting every single day. Right. And there's value in that value for recruiting value for sales value for just thought leadership, whatever right. it is. Right. There's a, there's value in that, but I think, you know, in, in the back of my head, it is always like, okay, how are the ways I can monetize it? And for me, mm. it's just figuring out how can I monetize what's the actual business I can create? Because, you know, you can like getting a, getting awareness on social media. And I mean, you guys with the podcast downloads, that's huge, by the way. And I'm not diminishing any of that. There's right. skill and you've got to have good content and there's a skill behind that. But I think it's like, what is the, what are you selling? Like, what's the package behind it? What is, what is the offer? What are you going to do? I think that's the part that most people struggle with. Mm. But they also like underestimate like how much you need to get that together before you even start. I think a lot of people think, oh, you got a big reach. Oh, well, amazing. You're going to make millions of dollars. It's like, no, you've got to have something behind it. You can sell, right? And you guys Absolutely. have had some amazing right. people on the podcast. Right. Like Chris Walker, I mean, that guy. DG, wow, oh, man. Yeah. You the guys, OGs. We've been fortunate. We've been fortunate. Exactly. Absolutely. Which I am not in that yeah. level, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but, you no, know, you but you know, but you know, to touch on what you said again, right? Like you like, think about what you just said, right? You're like, I know for a fact when I post, it's gonna be impactful, right? But now yeah. when we're talking about ROI, if you're working for somebody and you go, listen, I just made a post that went Vi almost every one of my posts goes viral. Like I'm guaranteeing you 75,000 to God knows how many thousand impressions. How do you quantify the ROI to an employer to say, this is how much this is worth to you for me to just post even this. And, and I'll give you an example of that. And you guys might remember this. Uh, a couple of years ago, Kevin Hart signed a deal, right? To mm. do a movie, right? And he signed the deal and they were going to do the movie. Now he did not promote the deal on Instagram. So they kind of called him in the office and kind of got, yo, why are you not promoting it on Instagram? He said, wait a minute. I signed the deal based on me being Kevin Hart, based on all these other metrics. Now, my reach is God knows how many million followers. You have to pay me extra for that, right? Because that's not in the package. And if I, and if I promote it on Instagram, my reach expands exponentially. What's my return on investment for promoting it on my, on my platform? I think that's Absolutely. almost an impossible question to quantify. How do you figure that out? But that's the problem, right? And yeah. Joe, you can speak to this yeah. too, Joe, right? And that's yeah. the issue I had. And that's why I went independent, right? right. So if I've been generating X amount of pressures for any brand that I'm working with, I know mm -hmm. impact. It got to the point where people were inbounding and on the drop down, they were putting the podcast on my job. Right. So so what is the value of that? How many people are coming into the pod? I'm coming into the website right now or proud to be a client that asked for a demo that put in an application based on it saying me being my authentic self and giving out my thought leadership content and doing what I do. Right. Right. And what is that cost? But the problem is there is no it's like the sag thing about the writers that. Right now, the content economy, the creator economy is on a boom, yeah. but brands and B2B brands especially don't see, they see the value, but they don't know how to attach a monetary value to that. And you, Because I don't think it's a system. The world is run on systems, right? I don't think somebody has created a system that makes sense to quantify it. I think that's just you where can't. we are. You, you I can't. think until somebody comes up with a scientific formula, right? X, B squared to the whatever equals this. Right. YouTube pays out. Twitter pays out. Everybody pays out on a system. Have this many followers, this many viewers, this many downloads. We pay you this amount of dollars. Yes or no? 
Yeah. Right. So until somebody comes out with a system like that to say, okay, this is how we can quantify it, and I think the overall masses adapt that, we're gonna be in limbo. This Joe, is the problem. Joe, Joe, Joe let them know how. You let them yeah. know how it's gonna be to be, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think it depends on what their strategy is, right? Because right. I'm working with a couple brands that are doing like the product-led growth, where it. I mean, it's not too bad because I can just get a unique link, and then it's how many people are going through that link and signing up for their free product and then they're able to track that somewhat easier. But I think if it's yeah. more of like the influence and knowing just increasing that awareness, it is, it's a challenge, but I think Absolutely. that's where one of the things I've just learned really quick with the sponsorship and any of these partnerships is you're kind of making it up as you go along. You've got to throw the numbers out there and you've got to provide those analytics and you got to tell them because they don't know. Like Absolutely. not, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, I mean, like you're some of the marketing people, I think they know and they kind of see the value in it, but you got to kind of create your own metrics. So I look at like impressions, followers. I ask them, give me a unique li link so we can actually track it. Right. And then I'm managing those expectations throughout the process. And, you know, it's like I had to start off a little bit lower with the rates and then just build the rates up, build the Absolutely. rates up, build the rates up. And then, okay, here's a list of brands that I'm working with that have found success. I, any brand that I work with, I tell them, look, look you want somebody to copy and paste the post. That's cool. That is not me. I'm going to create a video that's humorous. It's funny. That's going to speak to recruiters who are the people I'm trying to reach. And right. that's my audience. And if you're cool with that, awesome. If you're not, if you're going to be a headache around this, I don't even want to work with you. And mm -hmm. so I, I think like it's some it is if you're in that position, I, my advice would just be like, you know, that the the person you're dealing with probably doesn't have that much experience because it's just kind of a newer thing in B2B. Exactly. And then you've got to be that authority though. And you've got to be like, yeah, this is good. Like 10,000 impressions is good. 20,000 impressions is good. Like to me, if I do a sponsored video and it gets 50,000 impressions, that's a pretty good video. That's right. a win. And, and, and then I just look right. through their social media right. and I'm like, look, your company content's getting, 10 likes that. i'm getting you three to four hundred in a pop right and a hundred of these downloads um and then i think you've got to go back to whoever you work with and get that data as well so you can go to your next client and say look this company that's right. similar to you here were their results right can't guarantee that but you know and then and again too like if the product just sucks and the product sucks how, how is that gonna how are you gonna help it Exactly. And you got to be authentic to your audience and your brand. And but first of all, I want to know what you use. You, you somebody put the class bell on because he was pulling them just now. He was crying. That was. <laughs> Wait, you know what I'm going to hang my hat on, right? If your product is trash. Yeah. If your product is trash, it's just trash. <laughs> it's only so much we can do with it. Right. You know, um, you, you, I mean, you got to be selective, yeah. too. Like anyone yeah. who is thinking about like the B2B. Yeah sponsorship i think you got to be selective i think you got to look at you got you've got to got to go in there and be like this is my process this is how i work right. and you got to be okay to walk away from things as well and like right now there i know there's a lot of people who are like they're getting asked to do like a 500 dollar post on linkedin yeah yeah you're like screwing up everybody like why are you taking that because if you take that then they think oh that's a rate then i could get yeah. somebody and goal. you're diminishing the value. And I'm yeah. like, look, I spent four years yeah. creating Building. this brand on LinkedIn. I spent, 
you know, last year growing on TikTok to almost 200,000. I got Twitter growth. I got all the, I've worked hard to get it. So yeah, you're not just paying for like that post. You're paying for like all of that recognition Equity. and a trust yeah, that I have with people. Yeah. And you know, that, and that's, that's valuable as well. And so I think like, if you're just going to be like, Hey, copy and paste this post for 500 bucks to anybody who is accepting those deals, you got to stop. Otherwise we're never going to be actually able to get more because you're just accepting such a low amount, right? You're let, devaluing. Let them know. Let them... Well, you're on a good <laughs> point, right? And as you're talking about that, let's take people to the beginning and I'm going right. to kind of set the table for people, right? Yep. So sales and recruitment is one and the same, right? Right. So you develop your personal brand. So if I'm trying to do a deal with Nike or Uber or somebody like that, it's best for me to be on the platform like LinkedIn, posting my content, giving my expertise. So when I do make a code outreach or even better yet, they come inbound to you. It's a much seamless process. Same thing with recruiting because recruiting, they're placing people in jobs. Right. And so you have to make sure your opportunity is best, right? Make sure you have to align the right people and you're doing code outreach to people. You're right. trying to get the best talent. And sometimes they're in jobs already. Right. So yeah. if you're somebody like Joe, who you're watching every day create valuable content, right? I'm going to go to Joe versus going to somebody else because I already trust him. So I'm curious for you, yeah. bro. But he's built, that... he's built that trust. That's no, the that's, key part. He said point. he took four years, right? To be able to come on this show and say, I have over a million followers over social media, period, is amazing. Because Absolutely. you know, for people, they are very fickle. Their attention span is like this big. So for people to not only follow you, but follow you within years, that's you building trust, building Absolutely. the brand. Absolutely. You can't. And if, and if now you cheapen. So like what Joel said, if I took four years to build this and now I built this and now I sell it out for 500 bucks just for a cheap copy and paste. Technically, I've shot my own self. And I've cheddar myself. I shot myself and, and my own self in the exactly. foot. Exactly. Because I've just devalued everything I've worked for for four years. I'm saying well, a million and, dollars. And, and, pretty much, dollars. and anybody else yeah. who's like actually, I mean, you mentioned it, like there's a creative boom, right? Yeah. And that creative boom, like everybody on the B, that B2C side, they're loving it. You know, I know Absolutely. people are getting 50 to 100 grand for a video. Now, granted, these people are getting, Ooh, you know, they got millions of followers. But, but again, it's like this is idea with like the B2C, everybody gets it. With B2B, where B2B has more – look, if you're B2B and your lead size is 100K, you don't need a million views, dude. You need like 20 of the right people. And if I have 20 of those people, why are you so focused on the impressions? But you get you know, you know, get two of those leads come through and they end up in demos and then you end up booking it. That's like you know, 300K you just got. And you're going to give me 500? Right. Come on. Easy. But when when did the personal brand journey begin from you, bro? Let's take let's take it all the way to the beginning, right? You're working at a company. What yeah. was the light bulb that clicked for you and said, I'm gonna work on my brand across these social media platforms? Yeah, I mean you, you kind of alluded to it again, like recruiting and sales are similar. So the difference is like I'm not really helping people find jobs. I'm helping companies find people. I think that's the yeah. there, there are people who are helping people find jobs, like career coaches. Yeah. As a recruiter, I'm they're saying, Hey, I got this opening and I need to find somebody. And ideally, the best person is gonna be somebody else who's doing this role at a competitor. Mm. So if I can hurt the competitor twice, I steal that best person. Now that best person's working for me. I don't have to train them, they know it. So that's the game that I'm in. It's like the headhunter yeah. agency world. I notice so like every every single search I'm doing, every single um 
every single time I'm trying to find candidates, it was just all outbound, like all outbound, like in mails, emails, kind of the classic sales stuff, right? Like just yeah. volume game. Okay. And so I started, you know, I was using LinkedIn Recruiter. I was actually off of every social media platform because I just thought it was a waste of time. <laughs> I listened to a TED talk and they were like, people just waste time on social media. I was like, yeah, they're right. It's a waste of time. So I got off <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, didn't have any of it. But I stayed with LinkedIn because I had LinkedIn Recruiter. So I, and on my downtime, I'd get off LinkedIn Recruiter and I'd go on the LinkedIn feed. And I just started seeing people talking about content, content, content. If you create content, then people will come to you. And it, literally in my mind, I was like, the worst part of my job is just reaching out to people and, um, and just getting rejected. And I was like, if yeah. I could really get people to come to me or people just to know who I am so they right. answer my call, I'm going to jump on that all day. And they just kept saying content, content. And so that's how I started, just on LinkedIn. So just J- Jared has a plug for that, it. right? Jared's, let me see if I get it right, because I mess it up sometimes. But Jared says that all the time. He has a saying, right? He says something like, um, if you teach people how to fish, they'll learn you sell fishing poles. Did I get yeah. it right on this one? Yeah, absolutely. Nailed okay, it. so that's yeah. exactly what, he, what he's alluring to, right? It's the content, right? So you're bringing people to you. And when they come to you, then they'll learn and they'll, they'll want to get to know you as a person. Say, well, what do you actually do? Yeah. So that makes perfect sense because Jared preaches that every day. I hate it. Bro, yeah, it's the same sense. thing. Yeah. I hate yeah. I hated cold calling. I hated emailing. When I got to 30 years old, bro, and I got to a point where I was tired of doing it. If I make 100 calls in a day, I might not get nobody to pick up. And I feel like I go home feeling like shit that day. Mm-hmm. You know how that feels, Joel. You'd be like, oh, man, was I productive? Was it this? It's, it's just like I don't... Here, my whole thing is like I tried cold. I mean, even recently, because the recruiting world, you know, obviously like the tech world got hit hard. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. right. Like, you know, 30, 40% of our business went out the door. Right. And I saw it happen because I was recruiting recruiters. And it was like 18 months wow. ago, everybody was hiring recruiters. And I started seeing contract roles drop off, recruiter roles drop off. I'm like, all right, I got to do, I got to do something. I did cold calling. I'd spend two hours cold calling, wouldn't hit one person. I'm like, this. I'm like, how do people think this is legitimately like a good use of time? Yeah, it can be. I, I did a poll on LinkedIn two days ago. I got 10,000 people respond. And the question was, <laughs> do you answer numbers from people you don't recognize? That, 80% I, of people said no. I didn't want to cut you off because that's Ooh. what it is. Like with the problem with cold calling nowadays is you get spammed so much with so much BS, right? And everybody has these services built in from your phone service that's like, oh, we're going to stop spending. Right, right, exactly. All, all <laughs> spam. All, I'm right, my dad. Right. So, and then, right? And so, it's like, I see a number, right? I see it. I have two. I have three phones at this point, right? Most of the time, I'm holding Just two. Say. Yeah, I have two. And if, and I promise you, Jared will tell you, as soon as I see a number come up that I don't know, I go, I don't know. <laughs> Send you the voicemail. Because... It's like, I don't have time for the, okay, I'm going to answer, and then I'm going to wait five seconds for a beep, and then somebody's going to be like, eh, hello, uh, we can help you with your student loans. And then I go, I'm not even in fucking school. I don't owe nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you understand, it changed after but, but, a while. And, and they call you crazy. at the wrong time, but that's yeah. the beauty of the personal brand, bro. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, right? Why am I, my whole thing was, I didn't want to, first of all, I hate interrupting you during the day. I feel like an asshole, but this is my job. I got to right. do it. I got to right. book meetings. But guess what? It would be such a much more enjoyable experience if you knew me. Because guess what? My main thing was, how do I scale me? If I meet Joel on the call, guess what? We're going to hit it off. We're going to shoot yep. the shit for five minutes. Then we're going to talk business, do a discovery, and we're going to hit it off and vibe. And you're going to be my champion, the medic. Pro- you know yep. how it goes, Joel. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I felt. So I said, why did I do that? So six months in, bro, people were inbounding to me 
coming with, hey, Jared, I love your content. Never liked the post, never did anything, never commented, yeah. and just been watching, watching the content. And they come to you with an opportunity. And when you get on the phone with them, that experience is so much more enjoyable than you trying to call somebody, trying to convince them, because now I can help you and not sell you. Because it's exactly. familiarity. They feel like they know you to a point. You even, have if, even if a person has never met you, if they're watching your journey and they start to connect with your story, they feel connected to you as a person. I, like, I know Jared. I, I've seen what he's going through. So when they talk to you now, if you connect the dots and they're like, oh, he's just like his post. It's everything I expected him to be. Now that wall comes down and it's like, okay, let me talk to you. What, that's what, it. You know, and that's it. You know what that's I mean? That's it. Like, Joe, yeah. you know what I got to ask you too, bro? Yeah. Because you got a crazy brand and I ask everybody right. this. Here we go. What was the coolest shit that has happened to you as a result of your personal brand? Right. Whether it be a brand reaching out to you that you didn't expect, <laughs> a celebrity liking one of your posts, what is the craziest thing that gave you an oh shit moment? Including groupies, Joe. Don't get away from the groupies. groupies. If you yeah. walked outside a morning, like, oh my God, it's Joe! And start flashing you with the titties and shit. I mean, the groupies, I mean, I can't even, uh, I don't even really get away. Don't exclude, they're don't always exclude like, the groupies. They're always like, dude, you're that guy from LinkedIn? Right, it's right. It's over. Right, right. Oh, game over. Instagram? Oh, no, he's from LinkedIn, you know. That has, the rock star. Yeah, no, I yes. Think, uh, I, I think, like, for me, there's, like, a couple of things which I've really, even just recently enjoyed. Like, I had somebody who I know uh, personally who was just randomly like, yeah, I've been following your TikToks and just like taking notes on the content you put out. Cause I do a lot of job seeker content on there. Okay. And he's like, I bought your $30 guide that you have and I got a new job. So like wow. just having someone who's close Ooh. to you like that, that wow. was great. But I'd say like that, you know, the, obviously you got the inbound leads and all that sort of stuff. I think that's all good. I think for me now it's like, Ooh. I'm going to like an in, uh, in per starting to go to in-person events. So I'm really, really excited for that because it's like i'm going to like a recruiter fast you know event. Oh, so i'm gonna see lots Game of recruiters over. so right, right. i think um you know that stuff's been awesome i just think in general like when i was going viral on tiktok every day there was a period of time where like every video i was, I was getting was like, getting like two three million views like in a row Ooh. in day because that's how tiktok works tiktok is right. like it's an outreach platform right so what it does is like if you're good with your hashtags and you just keep talking about the same thing and I mean, I put out a lot of videos on there. I put 1,800 out in the last six months. God. Like, I'm putting a lot of content. But when, <laughs> when, when those videos started to hit, that was just a cool feeling, you know? Like, it's going viral is a fun feeling. And I know, like, it's probably not like a, it's like a dopamine hit, or whatever it is. But it was but cool, wait, you know? And people 1,800 like, videos? Though? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You can't zoom past the number like That's that. That's a big hold number. Hold on, bro. Joe, I'm sorry. You cannot zoom past that. Damn. 1,800 videos in six months? What is that, the four dedication. a day? What, what is that? What is What does that look like? I think, it's more, I think it's four more a like, day? More like eight a day. Holy Ooh, no, no, but no. What is your content process like? What the fuck? I can't do Joe, look, I'm going to be honest with you on the show. I'm, I'm, can, I, can I be honest with you? It's too much. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, look. I can't do eight videos a day, Joe. I'm, I try I'm to barely, tell them. I'm barely fighting to put up two posts a day. Like, mate, I'm, eight I'm, videos. Look, we're, we're talking about. Uh, here, here's what I do. I do two to three. I do two to three posts on LinkedIn a day. Right. I probably tweet. I think I've tweeted. I've, I've been tweeting now for about a year and a half, and I got eighty-seven hundred of the tweets. You know, so I'm probably tweeting five to ten times a day. Now with the TikTok videos, 
a lot of these videos, I'm doing like the humorous trends and I'm then I'm creating my own trends. So I created this okay. thing where it's like me typing on a keyboard, making a job offer to someone. And it's like point of view, job, making a job offer to somebody, you know, for 120K fully remote. And those videos started popping off and it was like, Wow. Five to 10 million views on some of them, like insane. But, but these are quick, they're quick videos. And then, you know, for me now I can, I can bang out 10 to 20 videos in a session. Cause I'm just good at videos. I know the hook, you know, like, have you mm. been, have you been applying a thousand jobs and not getting any hits? My name is Joe Lodge. I'm a recruiter. I've been in the space for 10 years. Here are three tips that are going to help you with your resume. And you just get the script, right? Hook, gotcha. intro content. And so, so you got that. I've got live shows. I, I think that's why I went full time with content because it's take you know it takes time. It probably takes about two to three I'm two to three hours a day of creating content. Mm. You know, and but again, like it takes that volume. It, it honestly it think. takes it, it takes that volume if you really want to take off. And it's like at the end of the day, I'm probably putting out the numbers that like some of the big guys with big production crews are putting out, you know, like a Gary V or an Alex Hormozzi. I don't have the crew. I have to do it myself, but it's compounding too. So like everything gets easier with it. So I can repurpose some of those videos. Yeah. Some of those videos, some, some weeks I don't even feel like posting. I've got 1800 videos. I can repost, and I big, repost cool. the big ones, you know? Yeah. But what, what I'm curious, but I know there's people that's listening right now. that's like, bro, that is insane. Can you tell us what your, insane, like, what, what, what's your system? Like, so what are you using to edit? What are you using for sales? Right. Like, can you just walk us through yeah, like yeah. what a video, what, what's that like? Well, we'll start at this. What time do you fucking wake up in the morning to start this process? Look, I'm, I'm up every day. I'm up at five 30 spend an hour and I'm there just first hour of the day is like, I'm actually just reading. I like, I'm big into like prayer and stuff like that. So I'm okay. reading and actually mm. praying. Then I do, then I do actually my, outbound business development so on linkedin i've got thirty thousand hr ta you know people that i'm trying to reach because i sell a training program for recruiting gotcha. okay so i send out 20 to 30 dms a day all before you know 7 30 right so i send out those outbound now what i found is the reason outbound works and i get you know 60 to 70 percent response rate it's because i've created so much content they all know who i am and what i'm saying is i run a training program to help your recruitment team and I want to see if you'd be on my podcast. It goes live to 200,000 followers. Obviously, I'm going to get response rates for that, right? Right. So I'm doing that right in the morning. Then I have like a two-hour session where that's all I'm doing is creating videos. So I'm going through my For You page, and I'm seeing like what are the trending videos. And then any of the trending videos I see, I just make it about recruitment. So there might be one where it's like, you know, you know, that was that one where it's like, oh my God. And so I'm doing that, but I'm doing it like that feeling when you've submitted seven candidates and then the hiring manager tells you the search is off. So I'm making it for recruiters and making yeah. it human. Then I do, then I do, I had a, my system is like a news of the day. So I'll take a LinkedIn story, put it on a green screen and I'll talk about it to the audience. Then I'll do like a resume tip or something that's going to help job seekers. So I don't necessarily have it all mapped out, right? but I have the idea of what I'm going to post each day. And then I just do it. And look, I've gotten better. You don't do something 1800 times without becoming good. I don't have to, I don't do takes. Like it's just do the video. I'm good on camera now. So the, the system really is, is like, it's just repetition and you get better. And then I've dedicated that time. 
And then the rest of the day is I've got inbound leads coming in because I got to, you know, connect with me on my profile that it takes them right to my Calendly so they can right. book in there. And then anybody that responds to these messages, which again, 40 to 60% response rate, it's really high. I'm then booking them in to have that intro conversation, pitch them on what I'm doing, get them on a podcast. Right. That's, that's, that's kind of the system. And I think, you know, but it's, it's up early, got to have that discipline with it. And I think with content, there's, I'm not very disciplined naturally. Like I'm not like a gym guy. I've never been like any of that, but with content, I just made it my thing of like, I am not going to let anybody out create me. Like, and some of these other guys, like I know I create more stuff than them, but they have like teams behind them. Right. And they have the, my, my thing was like, I'm just going to be a volume guy. Like I'm just going to, I'm just going to get so in front of people, but I stuck to my niche. So in recruitment, Hmm. there is not many other people who are as big as me in recruiting, but that was the goal. And it's, you know, it's just consistent consistency and then it compounds right that is- Joe, hold on just you gotta slow down man because you gotta relax man because Ooh, some of the shit that you were saying is like so you bad. can't just speed past oh, it oh my god you had so many gems <laughs> i'm not Bro, being honest so with you i'm being honest with you you can't just be for like you said right because you're used to doing it it's natural and you'll just speed past it. But for the, the listener that doesn't even understand what you're saying, you got to slow down and let them digest what yeah. you just said, <laughs> right? Oh, you, you know me. what I'm you, like? I, it's unfucking believable. I, I, I fight with this every day, right? And me and Jared, I love him to death, but he's like, Cuzzle, you're not posting two to three times a day. And I fight with this. And I'm like, it's too much. I, I'm not going to lie to you, right? I feel like I don't want to put out too much. Like, what is too much like so when you're putting out these this content right joe did you ever have a feeling of like this is fucking too much how do you gauge what's too much content to put out versus what's too little is it trial and error or is it like i'm just gonna put it out till you just ignore me like i don't want nobody to ignore me like that because that's the that's i'm in that space right now where he argues with me he's like "You're you're not posting two to three times a day and i'm like because I like engagement. And if I post something and it gets one like, I'm going to delete it. Here's what I say to you. you these platforms, right. they got one goal. Right. And that's to keep people keep on the platform. Right. So here's the thing. like t- With TikTok, here's the game plan. Like You will go viral at some point if you do like 30 to 50 videos. Biggest thing that happens to people is, number one, they do a video that's outside their niche, and then they go viral for that. So I know a guy on LinkedIn that he he did this random, you know those those like uh, stove tops where like you pull them up and the legs come down. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. he did yes. like a video yes. about that, and it was like him discovering that his stove did that, and he was doing a duet with someone else. Right. And he reacted to it, and then went video went viral. I mean, we're talking twenty million views. Yeah. He got thirty thousand followers overnight, and this guy's like a marketing guy, so his whole business was marketing. The problem was. He, he went viral for something with an oven. Those people now are following you for that. Right. Which I don't even know what that is. Like funny. It's like comedy. Yeah. But you're st- right. then he started trying to do his other content and it's not working for him because no, he's, he's gone outside of his niche. So, right. mm. so like with TikTok, you go viral. Then what happens is you get a lot of followers. You've got to have lots more content for it to keep showing people, right? You got to stay on the radar. So 
to me, there's no such thing as too much because the algorithms, they want to keep people on the platform. So there's no way they are going to show you 50 videos of the same person. And this is where like you also, you got to think about like very up your content. So what I do is I'll do some text posts and I'll do an image yeah. and I'll do a video. Gotcha. I got a newsletter. I got a podcast. So it's all different types of content. So, and, and I always think about it, like, I'm about entertaining. Like the people, people have got this all messed up. If they think that people are going to LinkedIn or they're going to wherever to like scroll and find answers to problems, that's not how it works. If I want to know something, I go to Google or I go to TikTok and I type it in and I find the answers. When I'm, <laughs> when I'm, when I'm scrolling, it's just entertainment. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like this lie that we've told ourselves, like somehow like, well, LinkedIn, it's professional. So people must not be wasting time. Exactly. No, people are on social media burning time. And so you got to give them something that's interesting, entertaining, something they're learning from. Yep. And, you know, again, vary it up. So, like, if you're worried about that, post an image, do a text only post, and then do a video. Gotcha. And then they like, they get in different versions. I think what happens to a lot of people is they just post this. They'll be like, oh, the algorithm's hurting me. I'm like, same no, thing. your content is just not evolved and you're just posting the same crap over and over. And at first it was new and a new face and it's it got a new message and it's like a new thing. Right. You got to adapt. You got to figure that out. If you don't, you don't understand audience. Like audience wants new stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Like my wife sometimes, she'll just be like, your podcast is so boring. I'm like, <laughs> Wait, your you, podcast know, say, you say your wife says that to you? Yeah, she's like, who wants to watch like stuff about recruiting? And I was like, you know what? actually got a point and so i started adding in there like all right i'm gonna do different topics i'm gonna bring on different styles and i'm gonna right. i'm gonna have different features so right but i think so many of us it's like we see something that worked like two years ago yeah and we yeah. think that that same thing still works and i'm like with content you gotta keep people you gotta have always have this idea of like you gotta entertain people and if you can't be in and in, interesting and entertaining I think you're in for a hard time. Yeah. You, know? you, you, you nailed it, bro. And, and yeah. I, I, first of all, I love the fact that you started at eight. You just kept going. And I say that me, like I said, me and him argue about that all the time. It's a value game, right? It's a, it, shooters got to shoot and you got the creativity to keep going, bro. And I've been following your shit for a while and you just keep going, bro. And the fact that you have no team do this by yourself crazy, and, and bring people on the podcast and attach it to a business crazy. is incredible, brother. So, I do want to get into the monetization aspect, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, like, so you're doing the podcast, right? Those are your client, your target audience. You're bringing them onto the podcast. You're building a relationship with them, and then you're doing business. What other outside ways are you monetizing your content? Yeah, I, I so about six months ago, I got to a point where I was like, I just can't be creating content for free. Like, I've got to, I've got to monetize it. So I do a lot now of like sponsorship deals with mainly like. TA, which is talent acquisition, like recruitment tech, okay. and then HR tech, because that's my audience. Yeah. So I've, I've got packages now where I'll do like a LinkedIn ambassador program. I'll do a podcast sponsorship, and then I do a combination of both. Mm. Um, you know, and then I've got, again, my TikTok audience is all job seekers. So right. anyone that's got like job seeker uh, brands that they wanted to get out there, I'll partner with them on that. On that, I'm helping one company build a, a, a TikTok channel. You know, and so I've had to get kind of creative with it and kind of what we were talking about at the beginning. I've had to set my own rates and figure out the packaging 
and I, I've got marketing behind it, right? Like one pages and here are the brands I've worked with. So that's one way of monetizing. Affiliate is also huge. Like, Affiliate's huge. Yeah, we just, talked about that. We talked about that last week. Yep. Yeah, just figuring out like, oh, well, if I click, someone clicks on my link, I can get a percentage of money. Right. It's huge, right? So affiliates yeah. is, is a big thing. Um, and, then, and then right now, I'd say the biggest monetization for me is it is just like the inbound leads and then just how effective like this outbound strategy has right. been. And now I've got a core offering of like coaching, corporate training, and like advising and consulting. So I just packaged everything up really, really neatly. Big thing for me though was I had to hire somebody to do design work. Yeah, like okay. all of this sort of stuff here right. is not. This is my wife. Just she's got a good eye. My design <laughs> eye is so bad, and I recognize like I was losing proposals because right. the proposals that I was sending through were crap. All right. Next thing was like, I started seeing like my sales process wasn't good. Right. And I, I just, and so I, what I've been doing is just fixing, letting people be honest with me. Like right. I'll go back to clients that haven't signed and be like, why didn't you sign with me? And they're just like, the presentation was weird and it didn't make sense. And just changing those things up mm. as quickly as possible. Um, Message. And then, and then the last, the last way that I'm looking at now is like, I'm, like I said, I'm trying to go to more in-person events. Right. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm trying to do as well is like, Hey, if you're a brand like this brand, for example, they sponsor my podcast. I just okay. threw it in there. Like, Hey, I'll go to an event. I know I'm going to get people who want to take pictures. Let me just represent your brand. And then I'll get them to like post it on a hashtag yeah. so we can start to like, look at like, okay, how many impressions did I get? And then how much is that worth? You know, like how can we start to monetize that stuff? So yeah. Just gotta get creative with it. Yeah, I, li- I like I like the fact that um, you understood that you needed help. Yeah, and, right? yeah. That's hard, <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, because you know a lot of people they get arrogant and they feel like, oh, I got this. I've been doing this for so long and I built it to this point. Uh, I don't need nobody. When actually you do need somebody because you're not a, you're, you're effective, 100%. but you're not efficient. You're not efficient, and exactly. you could be a hundred percent more efficient if you took off some of those hats and let yeah. somebody else do it. But I also like the fact that you talked about allowing your wife to come in and and, and give you guidance. So you know now that we're talking about family, uh, you have a wife. Do you have any children? I got two kids, another one on the way. So congratulations, Yeah, congratulations to you. You know, you guys got kids. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got two, 15 te- and te- five. Te- technically, we we the same because we both got two boys. Yeah, ah, we both nice. got two boys. Yeah, I love that. So I, I want to know um, two things, right? And just they lead into each other. So one, um, so you have this family. So the question is, how does you waking up at five thirty? Now I want to know what time do you stop working, right? Because you have two yeah. already born and a wife and one on the way. When does Joel stop working? And how does this yeah. affect your time with your family building well, a brand? This, this is a massive right. challenge, right? Because right. my, yeah. you know, my wife, yeah. she's not working either. So right. I, this is something I'm constantly kind of battling, I guess. But for yeah. me, like in the morning, it's 5.30 to 7.30 and 7.30. I'm waking up the kids. I'm having like a little bit of a half an hour break. If I can get one in there, it depends. Not every day, but I'll spend okay. half an hour with them. Just waking up, you know, waking up as a family. And then I try and get done with work at 5 p.m. Uh, and then what I've done is I instituted like the four-day work week on myself where I don't do any meetings on Friday. Oh, so those links, just the availability, no availability on Friday. And then I leave that open for maybe some meetings. But I'm just I'm trying to, you know, cut that out. And then it's 5 to 8 p.m. to where I put the kids down. 
that's dinner time with the family yeah. time, you know, right. and then obviously sometimes after 8 p.m. I got to do some more work. I got to send out proposals. I got to do whatever. I'm on some like doing some like volunteer work for like some of these boards um, that I'm involved in. Right. So I got to do that sort of stuff. But I'm not going to lie. Like it's a massive challenge and it's something which like I think when you are just doing your own thing, like I feel like you have to know that like level of like productivity and then when to just shut it off. Yeah. And then you got to realize like, Hey, look, it isn't, even though it is a lot and it's like your thing and you're growing it and it's exciting. Right. There's still, you still kind of need to think about that work-life balance. And like, right. obviously Absolutely. with your kids, like right. you don't know, my kids are five and two. Right. I love this age that they're at because yeah. they love hanging out with me. Right. It's not going to be like that forever. So I'm trying to maximize that time right. as well. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is, but, but it, it provides a bigger burden on you. See, my, my oldest will be 22. Oh, you, know yeah. what, you know what I mean? He'd be like, what's up, dad? I'd be like, hey, I'm going out. Okay, see you later. See you next time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, he, he's on autopilot. I don't got to tell him to do Now he got his own job. He, about to get his own car. he got his own car. He's on autopilot, but you have babies, which yeah. when you have babies, my son technically doesn't rely on me for anything. He has his own yeah. job. He has his own career. He's in school. He doesn't rely on me for everything. Your children now at babies, and you're about to have another one, rely on you for everything. So it's a different structure yeah. for that. But we, yeah. people don't talk about the sacrifice yeah, that content creators they make. They do not talk about The sacrifice about it. that you yeah. have to make, brother, yeah. to do what you need to do because you see the finish line. And the finish line right. is freedom and generational wealth. Being right. able to you know, you own this IP, right? Being right. able to give your business to your kids if you want to. If they want to keep the family name going, they can do so, bro. So kudos to you, bro. Yeah. And, and thank you for being yeah. real about that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you I want to oh, know, do you add that in, though? When do we start adding that in? And if you're not, the question is, when do we start adding that in? Okay, we got the metrics. We know how much outreach you have. We know how much influence you have. But now that you're a family man because you're more than a title, when do you start saying, guess what? I got two kids and one on the way. So in addition to this, I'm a family man. So if you want me now to give you this extra time and take away from me being with my family, what's that worth? What is that worth? Is, it, is that not worth... A, a value? That boy potting. Is that not worth a value? <laughs> no, hey, hey, look, it's... Because you I can't think, get th that time back. And I, and I think this is no, like, no. this is where I think the biggest mistake people make early on is like they don't really add in for that value, right? Right. Because so like when I started my first business, it was a ghostwriting business. I was just yeah. ghostwriting content for people because I thought, okay, it seems like an easy transition. Yeah, and I went okay. I've never done this before. I don't even know what the rates are. I'll just charge a hundred bucks an hour because I thought, oh, a hundred bucks an hour. If I get forty clients, I'm making some decent money. It's not right. bad. Um, didn't end up being like that though because it was like I just got cheap, kind of cheaper clients. I shouldn't. I should be careful. They weren't all cheap clients, but it was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like kind of right, right. When your price is lower, and then I'm I'm meeting with people and they're like, yeah, this person they do a keynote and they're getting fifty k. This person's gonna client a coaching course and it's they got seven people in it and each one's paying eight grand. And I'm like, so I make it 56,000. I'm making hundred an hour. <laughs> so I think there's part of it where I like, that was me. And I'd, I'd spend like three hours right. with people. And, I'm, and then I'm like, I'm only making $30 an hour here. So I think, I think you got to know your value. You right. got to know that. And then, you know, it's like 
there's a balance, right? Like, I don't think you can just right. go in and charge overcharge at a certain point, but you got to be careful undercharging. But when it comes to especially this like influencer marketing stuff for B2B, I think it's so new. The delicate balance. Yeah. You kind of yeah. got, but you got to know that like, I know people who are making, you know, millions on some of these deals with some of these bigger brands on the B2B side, but it's because they just know that they can ask for that amount. And so sometimes like people, yeah. it's, it's the same thing That's with salary negotiations. Like, Sometimes I'd be a recruiter and I'd, you know, I'd sometimes I'd be a recruiter. When I was a recruiter and I'd sometimes I'd be in a conversation about salary and I'd be like, what are you targeting? And I knew the role paid 100 to 120. And sometimes people are like, oh, I'm looking for 60. And I'd be like, 60? Yeah. Like, have you yeah, done research? Like, what, have you done any research on this? Right. Yeah. Like, you can find this information out there. Um, but it was like, they just didn't know like what the what the amount was or they never asked and they didn't really know that they were just getting undercut so then as a recruiter i could be like look this role is 100 to 120 so i suggest next time you answer that question give a better range right and it's, sometimes it can be like that i think where yeah. somebody's just undercutting your value too much um but if you, you know, don't know if joel if you don't know you don't know if you don't know if what you, you don't, don't know, hundred percent. But, so, but sometimes it's, it's confidence too. Right. You can have all the value in the world, all the relationships, and where you're like, damn, what is that? Uh, what what is the real value? And that's yeah, something I'm not gonna lie. Do you think it's taboo, Jared? Jared, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's taboo? If there's a person, there's a lot of people in the industry that make a certain amount of money, right? And I feel like they make a certain amount of money and they do this. Don't tell nobody what we're making. Right, yeah. they're, they're not sharing it because they're like, I don't want nobody to make what I'm making. Let them make what they make. That way it keeps me at a higher value. But what that does ultimately is it devalues the whole system because nobody knows what the range is. If we all ask for the same thing, then the minimum rate would raise to this. Yeah. No, no, but because you're making this and I'm making this. Now the minimum wage is way down here. But, but there's more transparency today right. in B2B tech than there right. was, let's say, five, 10 years ago, right? Okay. And that's my biggest problem with it right now. So, like, if I'm a personal brand person, right, I'm making 150, let's say, right? I'm generating 5 million impressions on LinkedIn. Right. I'm creating my own inbound engine, right? Why the hell am I making the same as John Smith, <laughs> who's doing the exact same job that's only doing purely outbound? And that was my biggest problem. Right. So, like, I'm valuing my relationships because I remember coming in the industry. Guess what? They'd be like, yo, Jared, what's your black book look like? Who can you call? Hey, who can you, you get a right. meeting with? Do you remember them days, Joel? I used to be like, oh, I don't really have them. Now I got an extensive black book. Well, the black book was your value. That's but, what they were valuing you and, at, and, your, but, your black book. Now, but now today, I'm saying my black book, well, my black book is worth this. All you right. have to do is go online and see this. Why am I having That's why we started OTB. Why am I right. taking an interview with a recruiter asking me, do I know how to you know, prospect. I just had the CEO of the Washington Nationals <laughs> on my show. Are you shitting me? Well, uh, and that's because it's like, it's, it's that old school right. mindset too, right. right? And it's like, I think for a lot of these things, like, you know, it's like this whole idea of marketing versus like digital marketing where like, I would consider myself an expert absolutely social media because I've just done more social media than most social media specialists. Right. How do I know Absolutely. this when I get in a conversation with them and they're like talking about, Oh, well, I think we should do this or do it on the platforms. I'm like, well, here's what I found after doing this so many times. And I think that, that, but that methodology just hasn't gone up the flagpole and exactly. it's just in recruitment. Like sometimes I sit, I sat with someone the other week and they were like, what separates you from everybody else in my in email? And I was like, well, how do we get this call set up? And he's like, well, so-and-so found your content and they set up the call with you. 
And I went, so the difference between me and everybody in your email is I was never in your email. And then they were like, well, how do I monetize? How do I monetize this? How do I? And I said, okay, let's play it back again. What's happening right now? Right. You reached out to me. Now what are we doing? It's a sales call. So we're doing a sales call. It's not magic. It's I created awareness. You were interested. Right. And now I'm selling you on it. That's how it works. And it was like, he couldn't work out that it was like, this isn't a magic thing. It's simple awareness. Then you have a sales process and then you execute. Right. So Absolutely. I, you know, I, box, I wouldn't even box you in and say social media specialist because then you're working on brand. Right. You're also yeah. working on attribution. You're working on so many different facets of marketing, bro. Mm -hmm. And brand is kind of probably the hardest one to execute. Right. And Man. you kill it on that. All the only thing I don't really feel comfortable with is like the, uh, the SEO. Right. But again, it's like someone explained it to me and I'm like, uh, it's kind of a similar thing. Somebody searches for something and you provide good content. And then if you provide good content over and over, you then become the resource for the search. That's it. You create yeah. content for people and not the algorithm. Right. And that's what you do. And that's yeah. what separates you as a content creator, right? You go to a marketing specialist company. You're like, hey, well, can we do this? And Susie wants to execute this here. You're like, I'm the realest effing recruiter. Right. I'm going to tell you what it is. I know where recruiters are thinking because guess what? I was in that position thinking the same thing. You have like a court bro model and we had court bro on and you remind me of him, bro. Right. Well, yeah, when we, and we connected, it's so, it's so interesting. When I talked to him, it was like, he's like further down the road than I am, obviously, mm -hmm. but there's similarities there in, in terms Absolutely. of like, just, I think it's different roads. Let's call it different roads. Different. I don't, different. I, don't, I don't, I don't think you're on the same road. You're on different roads. Well, different Honestly. roads in, in terms yeah. of like audience, but I guess in terms of like, just like the, because a lot of my content Building is brand. also like, right. A lot of my content's like around like memes, and like humor, and so I guess it that it was the road I was kind of talking about in terms of like, you know, obviously he's like hilarious, right? And right. Exactly. Build that, build that brand, and that was the angle I went to because I realized after about fifty thousand followers on LinkedIn, I was like, this isn't. I'm not still not getting in front of the right people, and suddenly it hit me. If I want to get in front of the person that's leading the recruitment team. I should just get all of their recruiters to like my stuff. Then it's going to get in front of them. And the best way to do that was just to create like memes around what happens in recruitment. Right. Yep. And it's the same thing in sales. Like That's we all it. connect to those things, but yeah, we are in different roads because also like, I think like I also I tried to keep a little bit of a balance to not necessarily go down just humor. Right. So it's like, I have more of like the, like the realist recruiter is just like me on TikTok, usually just like giving like yeah. my real advice. Right. But there's some humor in there. So I kind of lagged in some of that humor, but I, I'm not a meme account. Right. And I'm not saying he's a meme account either, but like no. there is it's no, we understand. strong. Yeah. I, I think there's like, what I try to do is like leverage some of the humor stuff, but then also like, you know, the hard hitting, like tweet, like my tweets are, a lot of times, like hard hitting things about like exactly why are we saying why why are we not normalizing saying that we work for money? Like why do you get in an interview? And it's like, well, why do you want this job? Like, I want the job because I want to like provide for my family and make money. That's why I'm want to work. <laughs> but it's like I'm excited Duh. about Duh. what you guys are doing. But yeah. it's like it's like a taboo thing, like right. to, to say, say right? like, yeah. oh, why are you in sales? Uh, because commission checks are fat. Like, oh, you're not behind on mission. It's like. I kind of am, but like, I don't know how to just be doing this for free, right? And then so trying to get to these like hard, you know, these issues of like humanity, really, like remote work. Like, what? Why do people want remote work? 
Is it because they want to be lazy at home? No, it's because they want to spend more time with their kids than work, right? And like understanding these kind of kind of things. I try and talk about that stuff as well, but can I can I understand it here? We're losing you a little bit, Joe. Is that we're losing you a little bit? Yeah, is that my connection or is that Joe's connection? That might be Joe's, but he I, he was still schooling. Yeah, yeah. Are we done? Uh, your connection is just freezing up, Joe. Uh. But we're rocking out though. No, nah, we not. Nah, listen, you get you dropping jewels, you know. Dropping a lot of jewels, but why? Why he comes yeah. back? Play, play, play the school bell. Listen, you know, a lot, a lot of things he said is is just so on point. I, I believe it's it's based on a culture of what people are used to, and the fact that we're in a new century, it hasn't caught up, right? Yeah, so we're in a new time, but people, the mindset, the mindset of people is still back in the other century. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm curious, right? So let's say like Joel says, hey, I'm going to interview this guy for a job. The job is worth 120. This, this guy's asking for 60. So now I'm going to say, hey, Joel, do you still give him the job, though? If he's still qualified, I say, listen, I know what you're asking for, but you're not even in the right price range. This is what the job offers, and I like you, and, and we're still going to offer you the job. You know what I mean? And, See, and, but, but, but people like Joe, and we'll right. keep going until he comes back in. Right, like, right. People yeah. like Joe, his job is to help and educate him. That's what the job father, right, and that's right. what his job is to do. Right. right. If you're coming in for 60, bro, I... I got a budget. I got a budget for 120, and you trying to right. feed your family. Why would I take the 40 from you? So they're right. helping candidates do that. They're putting awareness on that. They're like, "Yo, right. bro, I say this differently next time." That's what they're part right. of their role to create I think, a positive I, experience. I think that's very that's very humane of him because I know people that be like, "You want 60? I tell you what, I'm gonna sign you for 75, and then they'll go back and tell a company, "Okay, listen, I can get this guy for for 75, and you paying 120, pay me the other 35, and you can keep 20." You know what I'm saying? And work something out on the back end. That's yeah, how that, that's how coalitions work. If you if you never knew that, okay. So Joel's back. So Joel, we was talking about you as a recruiter and you understanding what the budget line is for a certain job, right? And then having a candidate come in and then. And then say he say he's qualified. He just doesn't understand what he could make, what his value is, right? And yep. I was explaining to Jared because uh, my background is construction. That's what coalitions used to do, right? Mm. So let's say I'm a union guy. Union scale is seventy five dollars an hour, right? You you just came home or whatever your situation is. You're used to making ten dollars an hour. I'm gonna say, listen, I'm gonna give you thirty dollars an hour. You're gonna jump off the bridge for me because I am doubling what you're you know, almost doubling what you're used to or so you're 18 whatever i'm gonna double what you're making then i'm gonna go to the company and say you're willing to pay out 70 i'm gonna give him 30 and you pay me the other 40. see but but it works differently no and, no i'm just saying yeah, though, no, like, no, no, you know, people real. do that no that's that a real, real life thing people but, but, make livings off of doing that so if i make 40 dollars a person think uh -huh. about this if i make 40 dollars a person per hour $40 times 40 hours a week is $1,600 in one person. You, do the math on this shit. If I, if I fill up a door, 10 people, I, I'm killing them. That's it staffing makes, business. Yeah, that's, that's staffing. That's, exactly. But but don't you guys, don't you get, uh, it's like commission. Don't you get a commission if you place the candidate and based on a certain performance right. base, right? That's why I've known, or at least recruiters I know. I, I, I don't want to process on that. Yeah, I mean, you have like the permanent placement, which is what you're talking about with like the fee, the percentage. Right. But yeah, what exactly. you're describing, staffing, that's how staffing works. So if I can right. get if I can get an engineer, and that engineer is willing to make seventy an hour, and I got a I got a you know a contract that's one hundred and twenty an hour, I'm gonna make that that's margin. It. 
That's a huge business. That's 50 an hour. Yeah, that's a huge business. That's crazy. And then you're just trying to get, you know, you just get, you're getting, you're building up your contractors, right? To work right. at, at that rate. Right. But, you know, it's like that. I mean, to me, like when you have the long term relationships, you don't gatekeep that stuff, right? It's like I, I look at it where if I run into that situation where that person's making 60, right. but I know the role is 100, I'm wanting to educate them on that to build that relationship too. Because I'm looking at like, okay, number one, as an agency recruiter, I'm going to make more as a fee because my gotcha. client's going to pay me more. Exactly. But then also it's like when you're in that next stage and that next stage, you're always going to remember that. So like recruiting is a lot about reputation and relationship as well. Gotcha. Exactly. You know, but in that staffing model, like that is probably how you're trying to work. Although right. you're trying to probably gouge like the, you're, you're trying to like pay your contractors really, really well. So they right. stay with you. Right. And you're probably trying to gouge the client more, but like you're definitely on that margin and those margins can be 40, 50, 60. Right. Because if, if exactly. they don't, if they don't know, if I don't know, right. And I'm saying, and, and you know, say we do a negotiate. I call you and say, Hey Joe, I need a carpenter. And I heard you're a really good carpenter. This is the job, and I need you. And you're like, listen, I could do it, but I need $50 an hour. Now, I know my, my guy's willing to pay 90 right? I'm like, listen, I want you to, to, to dedicate your time and be with me and stay with me. I'm going to give you 70 an hour or six, whatever the case. I'm going to sweeten your deal. Now, the guy that doesn't know is going to be grateful because not only are you matching what I asked for, you're giving me more. Exactly. And now, exactly. what you take on the back end now the, the the your employer is never gonna go to the to the to the hiree and go. Well, did Joe give you the the full one twenty? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're never gonna do that. So it's like, how would you know? The only way you would know, and this is the problem, is if you run into somebody and you become friends with them that's doing the same job, and then you end up having a conversation over a check or something. You know, because this is what happens, right? Guys get their checks, they make a lot of money, and then they complain about the taxes. Motherfucker, they the government took seventeen hundred, and they're like. Wait a minute. Why would the government take seventeen hundred from you? They're like, well, because I made five thousand this week. And you're like, how did you make five thousand? We do the same exact job. This is what Jared just said, right? How am I making the same thing that you're making when my outreach is better, right? He's like, well, how did they take that from you? And we do the same job. And he goes, well, shit. Well, what do you get paid? I get paid a hundred an hour. And he's like, I get paid sixty-five an hour. Mm -hmm. There you go. But it, it, like I said, it's there definitely nuances. Like staffing and recruitment are yeah. two. They're yeah. two similar but very different things. Bro. Right. And what I, I'm curious, bro, because I want to get back to the monetization. I want to I help people learn. We're going we go we go down a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, bro. Okay. But, like, for you, bro, what is the what is the deep, what, what is the biggest obstacle you overcame, bro, as a content creator? Was there a moment where you were extremely down, where content wasn't popping off? How did you get through that? What was the, the one of the moments that you pushed through, and what advice would you give? I think one of the biggest things is just comparison. You know, like, I think the comparison piece is really hard, and then also realizing – I think you can go on social media and there are some people who are really, really, really successful who are building brands. Yeah. You know, so I think of like, you know, Gary Vee, he's a great example, right? Like he's an actual CEO of a really successful business. Alex Hormozzi, he's another guy who's just been popping off on yeah, social. Yeah. But he has a legitimate business. Like the guy's worth legitimately a lot of money. But then you have like the people like myself who are kind of like building the brand and building the business, right? Okay. But I, a lot of times the way that you kind of build business or get leads is you talk about, hey, I just signed this client. I just did this. But like it's just smokes and mirrors for like leads a lot of the time. And I, I don't think people get this. But like you tell 
people don't know how good you are unless you tell them. That's like a rule of social media, right? Like, so you're saying name dropping is good in this instance. Name dropping, like, hey, I just got this client, or right. I just did this, Absolutely. or like, okay. hey, I'm doing a workshop with my corporate client, and I take a picture of it and go, hey, I just did a great workshop with these people. Right. Yeah. Yes, I'm saying I just did this, but that's signaling out to everybody, hey, I'm doing something. So that's why you get a lot of those posts where it's like. You know, hey, how I turn my ghostwriting business from zero to 50K. 50K, yeah. But I think what happens is, is as a creator on the back end and as a business owner is trying to do these things, like you start reading into that stuff and you start believing like it's easy for everybody. And on social yeah. media, everybody's got it easy. It's everything's easy. Like, <laughs> oh man, I just signed like 20 brands. And it's easy. <laughs> and for some people, I do think like it is easier than right. others and because right. they've got more reputation. But I think if you're just starting out, if you're on your journey, you just cannot compare to other people and you can't believe everything you read online. Right. You can't believe what you see when you scroll in TikTok and the ads come up and it's like, do you want to make 20K a month? Here, you know, just do this. Sign up for this course. <laughs> everything is hard. Everybody has a masterclass. Everyone's got a masterclass. Everybody, yeah. every, and you know what? Everything is hard. Yeah. Like everything yeah. is hard. And yeah. so I think you just have to adapt your mindset to that and be like, I don't know anybody who has accomplished anything major that just did it overnight. It's like right. they either, they just That's had it. the skills that they took years to develop. They worked really, really hard. They were persistent. And so I think if you're like a dreamer like me, it's easy to just dream into like how easy something's going to be. And you right. got to reset your mind frame and be like, dude, you got to work hard. And it's not popular. But I think it's just like that's the message that needs to come out more, you know, right. hard work. Yeah, hard work, baby. Four yeah. years. Yeah, hard work. Um, let me ask you a question, Joe. And because okay. you said you said something that was very important, and I want to touch on that because a lot of companies go through this, right? When you start out, your your resources are extremely limited. Correct, right? We're talking the average entrepreneur that doesn't have a silver spoon or, you know, a trust fund to back them up with a team to educate them. That's, you know, your family's been successful already, right? Where you can just copy paste. You're starting out. You have extremely limited resources. You get somebody to say, hey, Joel, I would like you to do this for this, right? You do it because you want to keep the lights on and you want to scale your business. Now, you do this thing and then in the process of you doing it, you're just like, holy shit. I, like you just said, right? I'm doing this for a hundred dollars an hour but one the work that it takes to actually do this now i'm actually working for like eight dollars an hour because yeah. it took me 10 you understand what i'm saying 100%. now now you you scale past this right so the argument that a lot of people have is like out out pricing themselves when they're not ready for that level right so let's say yeah. you feel like yeah, you feel like you, you should be worth the $50,000 or whatever the case may be, but you haven't experienced the one the 100, the 200, the 300. You haven't gone through the nuances to prepare you to get ready for a client that big. You know what I mean? How do you actually deal with that? What, what advice would you give to somebody that's starting up when they're pricing or trying to price out their services? B2B, B2C, it doesn't matter when yeah. they're trying to scale their company. What advice would you give them? Well, I, I think you have to go through that process. Right. Um, you have to. Yeah. I think you gotta you do actually have to price yourself because you've got no credibility. Like you haven't done anything for anyone. Right. But you gotta also know that like it's only a period of time. Like you're only gonna that's gonna be a sh small period of time. And it allows you like you don't wanna get the fifty K client and then fail. Right. Like you don't Facts. want that. Right. Know, it's like, Facts. 
So you kind of got to balance it, but I think you got to know like that timing. You got to go, okay. You know, I've got a friend right now who's looking to start up like a speaking business where he's coaching people on how to get speaking events. Now he, he got in like after six, after six months, he got two Ted talks and he was getting keynotes and he was, you know, he was making, he was on track to make six figures. Right. Right. And he was like, you know what? I want to help other people do this because he's seen other people teaching other people. And he was like, that seems easier than doing the actual thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, dude, you could do this, but you're not going to charge that same, you know, 10 K that these are the people that you went to charge, but there's still a market for that lower level. So like get established with some of those lower tier clients, get their reputation, get the testimonials, but you've got to do it. You've got to do that within a really short period of time. And then you've got to do the testimonials and the whole time you got to be doing the content content. Like it's for anybody. If you've got a job right now and you want to get free from that job and you want to do a side hustle, you got to be doing content. You got to see content as a side hustle before it's a side hustle. Gosh. Yeah. You know, but build the audience. Gosh. Like once you figure out how to build the audience, then that you're open up to a lot of different things. But it's like, if you, you're trying to do it without an audience, I don't see it. I don't see it being, you know, it's as easy as a, of a path. Does that make sense? No, no it makes yeah, perfect sense. sense. Perfect. You shit me? Perfect Somebody sense. Hit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with the school. <laughs> School's over. <laughs> When, yeah, when you See talk guys. about when you talk about testimonials, um, video, video. What, what do you think is best, right? Well, so we can do a picture and we can just do a text. Yeah. This person said this, or do you think video testimonials, where they can see somebody actually, you know, moving and talking? Do you think that's best so that they can? Because you know, anybody can put a stock photo. I can go anywhere, get a stock photo, put anything in text, and say this is an actual testimonial. You know what I mean? What do you think is better as far as like when you're displaying testimonies, video or just like a picture with a text message? I think it's like, I mean, if I was, when I, when I was saying testimony, I think I more consider it like a case study, right? Oh, you got to have like, yeah, yeah. like okay. that data. I thought you meant and, actual testimonies. Okay. Yeah. And maybe it's like a testimonial like okay. that. I, I honestly don't think if it's a video or it's a stock photo or whatever it is, I don't think those things have as much weight. I think it's just more like, Hey, I've worked with some of the clients. Here's what I did for them. Here's gotcha. some of the work. And then gotcha. whatever the work is, just show them what that example is. Gotcha. Yeah. So they, the, the, they can see it. Gotcha. Well, the goal is to build the trust before they even get there. So the testimonial is just the icing on the cake, mm. right? You already yeah. built up that trust on the feed through the content. I think that's the point that Joel's going, right? If you keep, yeah. you go with the content, you yeah. keep on showing up, they're going to yeah. come to your page. They're going to come to your website. Once again, teach them how to fish. Right. They'll learn you sell fishing poles. And your yeah. model is, it's great, but what, like you said, where most creators mess up is they don't monetize on the back end. Where are you leading them? What are you doing? You know what I mean? Have, what is that experience? You gotta have on? that product, right? I mean, if you're looking to make money off, like, like the sponsorships for me, those are not like my major revenue sources, but they're helpful things to have because let's say I don't close on two of these training sessions, I still know I got, I got some revenue that I can tap into for the sponsorship or for some of this collaboration right. work. Yeah, but it, you know, it's like. Unless you're like really, really like you got, I mean, 40,000 downloads on a podcast. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a large amount. Most people who are starting up a podcast or even been doing podcasts for a while. They're stuck at that 500 to a thousand downloads, like an episode. Right. Yeah. And so are you going to be able to land a $50,000 sponsorship? That's going to be able to support. No, but you could probably get, if you've got a good niche and you know, your audience and you know, the people who are trying to reach your audience, you could probably sell them on a couple grand a month. So then, okay, I got a couple of grand a month coming in steady that I don't have to worry as much about. 
but you know every all of this is compounding. So if you start sponsorships at two grand, as long as you're consistent, you get that data and you like you show the value of what you're bringing and your audience right. grows in that right direction, then you can turn it into four, then six and eight yeah. and ten. And it's yeah. the same thing with the, the offering, right? It's like you're going to have to put in a little bit of time where it's maybe you're breaking even and then you just build it up and you do well. And then maybe you figure out like, Hey, actually this offering is terrible and it doesn't actually help. (laughs) And then maybe someone else is going like, Hey, actually like, yeah, I signed because of your work. I signed 10 clients that were worth half a million. And you're like, you paid me like a grant. (laughs) And then you're like, okay, now I can charge a little bit higher. Right. So, right. Right. But, but yeah, I think like, you know, a big thing for me too, like big lesson was just like the whole cash flow thing. So like, I think people underestimate like how hard it is to get money from companies, but like trying to get money up front, trying to do things where it's like 50% up front, 50% when it's done. Right. You know, having an invoice out there. Doesn't mean anything. Net you know, thirty, like, net sixty, net, net ninety, oh, depends on trying to. Oh, I got the net ninety for my first client, and I was like, oh, net ninety, no. net ninety. Oh, your first client? What yeah, the they were they're a, like a publicly traded <laughs> okay. you know, right. company, and they're like, right. this is how we do it. And I was like, all right, like, yeah, <laughs> I got kids. I, this is how I do it. Like, I need some money. <laughs> I got kids. And then it was like three months later, the check came, and I'm like, wow. Right. This is- Terrible. Uh, so now I'm like, all right, if I do this, like it's some money up front. Right. I just try and explain to them, like, look, I'm a I'm a one man band here. I don't have like a huge cash pile I'm relying on. Like, right. you know, I need to keep this for operating expenses, money down. But those are the things that you, like you said before, you don't know if you don't know. Yeah. And but when you look at social media, you know, you got 18 year olds that are making billions, right? So. You know, th- those guys yeah. know something I don't know, obviously. <laughs> man, I, I appreciate you keeping it real, brother. Yeah, and, man, and, you know, real. As, as we're here, bro, because we know that's we're real. almost on time, bro. I just want to ask okay. you something. My last one for me, bro. Yeah. What What does the mountaintop look like for you, man? Because we okay. ask all of our guests that, right? So yeah. what does, you know, five years from now, what does Joel Lodge's life look like? What does your brand look like? What, yeah. What? Look, I, I think for my ideal situation has always been doing something that I enjoy and I'm not, I am never going to be the person that like builds something and scales it into something huge. But what I want to be is I want to be somebody who's able to invest into those businesses that are scaling and doing something huge and Mm -hmm. be an advisor and like, just be like I said before, like I didn't work in corporate because it was just one. I, if it's just one thing, I just, I don't, can't do it. I need to be. I'm making eight videos a day on TikTok. Okay, there's something wrong with me. I need to do a lot. <laughs> so for me, it's like doing something I enjoy, which is the advising, helping people out with the social media, and then being able to be in a financial situation where I can take some time off. I'm not having to like worry about about things. So like that reoccurring revenue, the affiliates. I don't know what that looks like in terms of numbers, but I know like, you know, where I'm right now. It's not that unfathomable to think that in a couple of years, it could have millions of followers and millions of traffic and all this right. sort of stuff. So I don't have it exactly mapped out, but I know like just doing something I enjoy, getting paid well and helping people. Anytime I see something in recruitment, talent acquisition, HR, that's exciting because there's a lot of new technology. 
being able to help those people like build and scale and being involved in in those kind of cool projects. So fire, yeah. bro. Hey man, it's not too it's not too far off, man. I know for me, bro, I give it to you. It's freedom, man. Doing yeah. what I well, want when I want exactly. with the people I love, man. And yeah. not have to fucking be in a box, man. Yeah. And I have to be, you know, conform to something. I have to wake up. If I want to do do fishing, me and Chad want to do jet skis yeah, tomorrow. Man. You come yeah, to the man. city, I'm taking off. Joe, like, <laughs> yeah, I want to do shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a freedom, right? And it's, it's uh, you know, it's this whole idea of, like, I know people, you know, they sell their company and they're like, man, I just got that 150 million payout. Like, that's awesome. But then you're, then what, right? And it's like, I you got to be doing something, so... I, I think for me, like, I'll always be somebody who, like, wants to be involved in stuff and, like, spending time working and building things. But it's, and it's like you said, that freedom to just be yourself and not be, like, the corporate guy, you know? Yeah, I'm about to call him. I'm about to hold on. I'm about to call him. I know he didn't go off camera to go pee. Oh, uh, we heard it. Yeah, like, come on, Sean. How are you going to go off camera to pee <laughs> and not mute your goddamn camera? And I'm holding. I've been drinking three blue moons. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> He's just got to turn the mute up. Can you yeah, mute? Yeah, what is wrong with this guy? No, I, where's my uh, Jordan? We took off my Tony Montana. What the fuck is wrong with this is guy? Is this uh, <laughs> and then where are we streaming live or is this just a pre recorded? Oh, no, it's streaming live, bro. So we on Facebook, Instagram, I mean, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, and on our YouTube, bro. So I just want to tell you, I know we're wrapping up, bro. I don't want to keep you up for too much time, man, but I just want to say thank you, brother. You're one of the first people, like I said, it's not too many. It's few names that you know from back in the day, pre-pandemic, that were talking content, that were doing their thing, bro. And you were one of them, man. So I just want to say I'm a fan. I'm glad to call you a friend now, bro. I'm going to have my number, bro. Sorry Steve. about that little technical. Yeah. yeah. What the hell is going on, yeah. bro? Not too far, man. But, yeah, like, bro. That's a first for me. That, that was a, yeah. That was a, that was a literal live stream on air. So that was- <laughs> He's a literal live stream. You're <laughs> yeah. not too far. I've never yeah. seen that. That's good. Yeah, I, look, anytime, anytime, anything I could do to just, you know, help the podcast promote, you just let me know. And uh, I know I got to share this on my page as well. So we'll just appreciate you. Bro. First of all, let, let's collab. I mean, get my number. Yeah. We're going to collab. On yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah. We're going to do something funny. I want to see something with you and Jermaine. Yeah, we got to do that. We got to some sort of, we, we, we should do like a salary negotiation or something. Yeah. I, I got to connect with him offline as well. Right. I know we just connected on. I'm gonna make that happen. I'm gonna make that happen for you guys. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Please, yeah. I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make that intro. I'm gonna make that because I want to see the content. I'm gonna be waiting for y'all shit. So I want to see what y'all do, man. Whenever you come to New York to Joe, bro, please hit us up, man. Yeah. We can go get dinner. We go get drinks. Shoot the shit. Whatever you want to do, brother. But I'm glad to call you a friend. We're rooting for you on the show, and you That's can come fact. on the show anytime you want to, brother. And we appreciate you taking time out your day to just give us game, give gems to the audience, and really rock with us, bro. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate that. Chatting yeah. out, good to see you too, and man. Listen, I'm letting you know, um, so we don't have no misunderstandings. We will have a sign soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even gonna. But play you with got it. the rest of the set. Nah, you just need, yeah, yeah. We, we you just need, need to we sign. Gotta have a more than the title sign in the background. The just, first person to live stream on the. <laughs> technical difficulties. Technical, technical difficulties. But thank you. Thank you. Technical, for technical difficulties. Everybody yeah, technical difficulties. Man, thank you guys. This is why you gotta love more than you never know what you're gonna get. Technical difficulties. But we appreciate y'all. We'll be back next week. We got Marcus Gilmore. Then the following week, we got Champ from Math Hoffa's expert opinion. Yes, sir. And oh man, then we got my boy at Do at Do who's running social media at Logitech. We got some stuff for y'all, man. So Appreciate you, Joe. Thank you for all the listeners, man. You know we're going to see you next week. Let's get right, baby. It's more than a time. You know about me. Seeing it all. Heard it all. Oh, what you know about me.